This is the Straight Truth Podcast, biblical answers to difficult questions from a Christian worldview. Let's create a scenario where you've got a couple professing believers, good solid Christians, and they have a friend who has become like a universalist, uh, Unitarian universalist, which means that they've denied the true faith, the faith, the faith uh, once for all delivered to the saints, and and um, they're denying the truthfulness of the scriptures, the, the the Trinity, of course, and effectively they've just become apostate. But this was a close friend, right? Mm-hmm. This is somebody they loved. It was in their weddings, that that sort of thing. Uh, went through a lot together. And this friend just maintains, well, this is just a doctrinal difference. It doesn't really change our relationship. Can you be, this is the question, can you be friends with someone who is an apostate? So uh, the passage that comes to my mind is in the book of Jude because it, it really addresses that question directly. So let me read from Jude beginning with the 17th verse. It says, but you, beloved, must remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ that they were saying to you, in the last time there will be mockers following after their own ungodly lusts. These are the ones who cause divisions, worldly-minded, not having the spirit. So he's envisioning there false teachers who are disruptive Mm. to the life of the church. Next Mm -hmm. verse, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God. So, you continue with Christ. You stay in the truth is the idea. Waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. So you, you, you stay true until Jesus returns. And then he says this, and on some who are doubting, have mercy. And for others, save, snatching them out of the fire. And on others, have mercy with fear, hating even the tunic polluted by the flesh, the garment polluted by the flesh. And so you have three different kinds of responses envisioned there regarding people who are straying. You have some who are, who are just doubting, and he says, have mercy on them. That's all he says. And so the idea being, you encourage them, you exhort them, you come alongside them, you have mercy. They're doubting, but they've not strayed. And so you come alongside and there's a strengthening ministry there. He says there are others, you take immediate action to snatch them out of the fire. They're they're on the brink, they're on the precipice of of veering out of the way. And you've got to take more decisive action, which could include, you know, you think about snatching someone out of the fire. I mean, you, you see your child about to step out onto the road you may sn- you're snatching them. That's a more violent sort of response mm-hmm. than just saying, "Honey, I don't want you to wander over by that situation." You know, they're thinking about going out on the road. Don't do that. Versus now, they're about to step out onto the road. You snatch them out of the way. So we're going to know people in in our walk with Christ along you know over the years that you see real signs that they're about to veer out of the faith, and 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 so those conversations are going to be intense and direct, and re- sometimes of a rebuking nature. So you have the one response, you encourage, you exhort, mm-hmm. people are just doubting. The next response, you snatch them out of, the, out of their nearness to destruction. But then he mentions a third kind of person, and that is you have mercy, but with fear. They're dangerous. Mm-hmm. You hate even the garment that's been polluted by the flesh. So they're a dangerous influence. 
And so when it comes to the, to the matter of apostasy, and we're talking in the realm of friendship, because there's a church element to this, of course. That's right. There'd be church discipline. Church discipline. Yes. You've got all that. But now we're just talking about my friend. Okay. There's a difference between a friend who's just doubting, mm-hmm. a friend who's on the precipice of veering out of the way, and a friend who has veered. Mm-hmm. And that third category, Josh, is a dangerous person. Mm. And so I, what's interesting to me is he still says, have mercy. Mm, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so I still can and should love them, long to see them delivered from their error. Mm-hmm. Apostasy is not final until someone's dead. Mm-hmm. You know, may the Lord rescue them out of their yeah. deception. Yeah. So to be able to maintain some sort of contact where I can still speak into their life with the truth of God's word can be beneficial. But be careful because the, the nearness of that relationship can be dangerous on, on multiple levels. It can be dangerous to their own soul. I mean, when I act like consequential things are not consequential, Mm-hmm. When I continue to treat them like, oh, we're fine. Let's mm-hmm. let, let's just hang out. You know, mm-hmm. never mind that you've denied the Trinity. Never mm-hmm. mind that you no longer believe the truth about my Savior. To just treat them like nothing has happened mm-hmm. is not even good for them. Yeah. I mean, my my response needs to say this is this is weighty mm-hmm. because it is weighty. Mm-hmm. And so so there's danger in that realm for their own soul. There's also consequence with respect, not just to you, but the people associated and tied to you. So let's envision a friend like that. And my kids have looked up to them for years, mm-hmm. right? Family friends. Yeah, yeah. And now this person has, has swerved out of the way and they've mm-hmm. denied the faith. If I treat that as if nothing has happened, what are my children learning? Yeah. If, if we're in that stage of life, you sure. know, what are my children learning about the seriousness of these things? Mm-hmm. There could be an influence on myself. Mm-hmm. Not all of us are as mature as others. And so if you're a, young, a person young in the faith and you know what you believe and the Lord has saved you, but your own foundations are not very deep right now, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're just learn, and now you're associating yourself in close proximity with someone who, who has denied the basic tenets of the Christian faith, that could have an influence on you. Mm-hmm. I also find it interesting that he uses the word, you know, hating even the tunic Mm-hmm. polluted by the flesh. There, there is a holy... Loyalty is identified not just by love, but by hatred. My loyalty to my wife is seen in my love for her, but it's also seen in my hatred for what would destroy her. Mm. <laughs> and so my love for Christ is not just identified by my love for the things that... that for Christ himself and the things that are true regarding him. There needs to be a holy hatred Mm-hmm. for what attacks him and dishonors him. I mean, to, to say what the friend would be saying is not, it has a relationship to Jesus himself. Now, what are you saying about Jesus? What are you saying about God? And if I have a loyalty in my heart to, the, to my God and to the one who has saved my soul, mm-hmm. then that ought, ought to bother me deeply. Mm-hmm. So I, I see these three levels of responses based upon whether we're dealing with just doubting or someone on the very edge of destruction or someone now who has swerved out of the mm-hmm. way. And my attitude should reflect the scriptures. What if that person says, like, listen, we've, we've been friends for years and, and, uh, and, 
and you want to get together with me just to talk just to talk doctrine like you, it means that you just this doesn't really look like you really care about me as an yeah. individual or maybe my wife and my kids you just we can only get together to debate about doctrine now is that all we can do yeah, and that's where good conversation matters mm-hmm. i can't make my final decisions based upon how they perceive it Mm-hmm. I've got to make my final decisions based upon what's true and right. And so I would sit down with that person and explain to them, I love you. I do care about you far beyond, you know, formal doctrinal discussions. I mean, you're my, you're my friend. Mm-hmm. But right now, there's nothing more important to me regarding you than your soul. Mm-hmm. And you don't see it. But the choices you've made will damn you. And I would not love you if I'm going to sit around and talk about uh, the ball game, mm-hmm. when you, you are one breath away from eternal damnation. Mm. So forgive me, but when, I, when mm. I spend time with you, you're not someone who doesn't know the truth. Yeah. You're someone who knows it. And we once walked together like we were brethren. And now you're walking away from the only one who can save your soul. There's nothing more consuming in my mind when it comes to my relationship with you than your denial of the truth. Mm. And so you're just going to have to forgive me when I want to talk about these things mm-hmm. because that's what I care about. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think it's important, too, just to reiterate that you, what you were saying about church discipline. This is not a scenario that Paul envisions First <clears throat> Corinthians or other places where you would say you would deliver this person over to Satan for the destruction of your souls, even though that's what they are voluntarily doing themselves yeah. where um, they're not members together with you in the church. Yeah. This is a friend outside of, you, right. of your church membership who is just giving evidence of unbelief. Right. And this is how and you I, would speak with them. I do think, though, Josh, it is good to talk about one element you just raised, which is what do I do if this friend was a member of my church? Mm-hmm. And now we have walked through a discipline process with them. Mm-hmm. So now it's not just a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. It's a church relationship. And, and the scriptures teach us not to even eat with such a one, which, mm-hmm. which is, to, I think what, ha, what that verse has in mind is casual, quote unquote, fellowship, right? Mm-hmm. That, that needs to be broken off. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't mean I can't sit across a, a meal with mm-hmm. a person to talk about their departure and talk about their soul. Mm-hmm. What it does mean, as we've already described, is some sort of casual, let's just hang out together. That's not appropriate. And I've seen it in our years of service here where someone undergoes church discipline, they're put out of the fellowship. Now we regard them as an, as an evangelism project. They need Christ. We've determined they're lost by their response to the truth that they've been confronted with and their sin. Well, I've seen people who just go on with that person as if nothing ever changed. And, and now, so, so now you're not faithful as a church member because, mm-hmm. because your actions toward this person need to reflect the church's judgment regarding this person. We don't judge outsiders, mm-hmm. but we judge those within the church. And once the church has rendered its verdict, and now this person is, is not someone who belongs to the fellowship, they're outside the fellowship, and they're in need, of, in need of evangelism, well, my relationship with them needs to reflect that. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener supported. So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels, so be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingandgrace.org.